0: Hey, my name's Emma.
1: Hey, my name's Maddie.
0: And you're listening to The Pilot's Pandemic. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to this week's episode of the Pilots Pandemic Podcast. We are back solo-dolo this week to cover some aviation news which y'all have probably heard about like near miss after near miss after near miss. So that is what we are going to be talking about today. But as we always do at the top of the show, what have we been up to? I know we took a break last week. I appreciate everyone's patience. Um, Just had some personal stuff come up that wasn't really planning on. So ended up having to take the week off, but we are now back. Um, Other than that, I've just been busy, 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 busy. What about you, Maddie? I know you've been traveling and yeah. you had your
1: intro flight yeah that is
0: officially a student pilot y'all oh my fucking this, god i forgot i
1: am i know i honestly forgot about that too i don't know how i did but last week was when i took the intro flight and you and i were kind of busy so we were like let's skip Got gut issues cause Emma and I sure do. I have an issue with high sugar foods and anything with added preservatives and Emma has a whole ass gluten intolerance. So we struggle with finding tasty treats, but thank the heavens for Abby Nola because it has been a lifesaver when we want a sweet treat fix without all the gut bombs that high gluten foods like cookies and cakes give us.
0: Abby Nola has a chocolate granola that is made with lupini beans, so it's gluten free and only has one gram of sugar, leaving our sweet tooth satisfied and our tummies feeling perfectly fine.
1: You guys, you can head over to abby-foods.com or the Instagram account at abby-foods-co for your granola fix turned tasty treat fix. You'll also find all kinds of recipes to try out, so you'll get never get bored with Abinola. Use code PilotsPandemic for fifteen percent off your order of Abinola. My instructor was super cool. He actually knows one of my friends from high school who was also a CFI with him and went to school with him. So there's that like small town connection there. Um, but honestly, I had so many things running through my mind during my intro flight. Like there's just so many things going on and you're like sucking in all this new information that it went by so fast. Like it literally went up and went back down. Um, I loved it. So I start my lessons after sun and fun. I have four lessons already planned. I'm stoked, dude. It'll feel, I feel
0: like it feels like that the first couple of lessons, like you're literally absorbing so much. Honestly, the private, everything that you learn in your private pilot really does feel like that because it's all of the building blocks and it's all so new, um, that it definitely, I feel that like it, it'll probably feel that way for a while, but. Um, I'm excited, man. I am really, really excited for you. I'm just excited to be able to talk to you about like shit like that and just like what you enjoy about it, you know, what you're doing in your training and just all the fun stuff. And plus, I like am vicariously living through you a little bit because I haven't flown in forever. So this is like fun for me. Um, for us to be able to kind of like talk about aviation, like yeah. more, which we're always talking about aviation, but because I haven't been flying and like up until now you haven't been flying we haven't just really talked about like kicking back and like talking about our flights so I'm excited to hear all about your journeys because you'll be doing cross countries and all of that so like that's when it really starts to get fun is like you'll be able to go to different airports and like definitely coming back with stories after those flights so I'm excited for you man
1: what was your cross country that you did where do you go start at for my solo yeah
0: yeah um, I did, so I flew out of RDU and then I flew to, I believe, Lord knows, I want to say it was Burlington and then another small airport somewhere in that general vicinity. I want to say, cause there's like a couple of different airports, but I went to Burlington from, um, Burlington from RDU and then another small airport and then back to RDU. Nothing fun. Like Literally nothing fun. I got close enough that I could see like start to make out some hills and some mountains, but not too far, and then came back. I think the reason I don't remember is it was so traumatizing that. <laughs> and we honestly, I should not be telling you that, but it just was a rough day to do a um a solo cross country and also flying in and out of RDU. I know was it was like you were real... in country airspace. That yeah. Aerospace out of me there's a source
1: of anxiety for me <laughs> I'm just happy I think uh Bellingham's class D or class C one or the other but yeah
0: I think RDU's a Charlie and then um Charlotte's the B the Bravo which oh my god I don't even know if there's I think ATB might have a school at um Douglas but I do not know I feel bad for anyone who has to learn how to fly out of like a class bravo like i think about people on the west coast like people in la and stuff like looking at some of that airspace is maddening like okay. i uh-uh. i'd
1: probably just throw the talon before it even got wet you know um SeaTac, you can't even fly a little cessna in there i didn't, because
0: even, I, I didn't even know that they have
1: pain that's why they fair they make everyone go into pain field which is like 30 minutes from seattle i
0: gotcha uh, i that
1: think you can gotcha. i think you could get cleared at night that's when like, there's not as much traffic, but I don't mm-hmm. think, I think that's like rare that they'll do it. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. I wonder if it's an IFR thing, like maybe you need to like be on an IFR clearance or something like that, but.
0: Um... I think
1: it's a runway slot, like enough space on the runway, like so traffic, cause there's always flow into Seattle. Um, there's too much traffic. And then I think at night it's just way less traffic. They just, it's, sea tax like a night uh morning operation so at night i think you could fly your cessna into there if you wanted to but usually they just send you it to pain um yeah. well
0: somebody listening knows and has done it before definitely send us a little dm i'm curious about that kind of stuff like we don't really i mean on the east coast yes we obviously have like larger airspaces, like up towards new york dc that whole area we have a little bit more like complicated stuff but For the most part, on the East Coast, it's like very um, easy, easy flying, easy airspace. Um, So I've never had to dealt with a lot of that. So it's always really interesting to hear people like talking about what it's like to fly in and out of those larger airspaces. but dude. I'm so stoked for you. Plus dude, your views are like way different than mine. (laughs) It like where I did all my training, we were flying over fields, which kind of sucks. I mean, if I would have done my training back home, like where I'm from, I would have been flying over beaches and stuff like that. But we did go to the beach on our cross countries and do all that kind of thing, which was obviously gorgeous. But I feel like for you, all the terrain is like gorgeous ocean and like, mountains and volcanoes
1: and i don't even know man like you've got it good we do i was like i got all the things mountains ocean i got fields too but um yeah we have the san juan Islands, so we're pretty pretty lucky and actually the people at the bellingham aviation services who do their cfi stuff there they go on to fly for san juan airlines and so they just hop over and then they get to island flying and get paid for it so that's so dope dude That is sick. Well, yeah, I really have
0: nothing that fun to contribute to the conversation. But yeah, I mean, (laughs) shit, I'm excited for you, man. I, I really can't wait. And like, hopefully, my goal would be which this is like, this would be I don't know if this is like too far fetched of a goal. It's it's definitely dreaming big, but I think we could do it. Maybe possibly we definitely have to save our money, but I think it would be super fun for you and Jess to fly into Charleston. And then we rent a plane and fly from Charleston to Florida, Lakeland for sun and fun next year.
1: Yeah, that would be dope.
0: I mean, I started to think about it and I was crunching some of the numbers and it's like, by the time you spend money on gas and all of that, and like, obviously we'd camp because that's the experience. Like we'd have to camp, we'd be dirty, stinky, but like, it's it's part of the experience. It's part of the fun. But I think that would be epic. I mean,
1: holy crap. Can you imagine that? Like- Oh, that'd be so sick. Uh, we would have the best time. But, but yeah, anyways, the that's our goal. of it. I'm just seeing dollar signs in my eyes right now.
0: I feel like if we really set our mind to it, like, I feel like we can do it. We just have to save our money, which I've impressed myself a little bit with saving money. So I feel like if I manifest it, it's either next year or the year after.
1: But we have to do that, like, within the next three years. And I think we could definitely do it. Jess and I were talking because you know how I was like, I wanted to get my dad's airplane back. Update for any of you following on that. They never answered me back. The guy who has my dad's plane, his Cessna, he never messaged me back. And I'm so stupid because I did not, like, put my phone number on there or my email. He just has my mailing address. And you know snail mail, only the FAA does that anymore. So he never messaged me back. So I'm like, shoot, should I just send him another letter? But I'm like, no. I feel like he is probably like, who the hell is this chick? But... (laughs) the other good news that or kind of like thing that we're going to start looking into is we talked to the place where i'm getting my flight instructing and stuff um and they said they might be interested in us like if we were to like lease a plane to them so we were kind of yeah. thinking maybe we'll go that route so that would be
0: dude i know a lot of people that do that and that is like a really really good way to go about it
1: um obviously and it's, it's less not expensive. like i want to make Yeah, I'm not trying to make, like, money off of it, but, like, if the school could, like, pay for the expense of it and the annual, you know, and all that and the maintenance that goes with it, like, that would actually be a great way to get a plane. So we're going to look into that. I'm not getting my hopes up just because, you know, we want a house before we get a plane, but it would be really cool if that worked out and then next year we'd be set. Well, again, you just have to manifest that shit. (laughs) I know, right? It'd be well, and a year from now, if I'm listening to this and I have the plane, I'm gonna be like, "Oh my god!"
0: That'd if you wild. have the plane and not the house, what are you gonna think? I'll still be happy. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I I had a feeling. I'm like, shit. <laughs> by that point, you won't really care. Like, I know. You'll be bitten by the bug, and that's all. All that won't matter is like, if you have an airplane when you're able to fly it. <laughs> exactly. I know. All right. Well, like I said, we are going to get into a little bit of aviation news. So, I will go ahead and just kind of roll right into it. Um, so we're going to be discussing the FAA's investigation on many of the near incidents that have been occurring more frequently and we have a new FAA administrator. Um, so we're going to kind of give you our two cents on what we think about Mr. Washington, I believe is the name. Yes, Philip
1: Washington.
0: Philip Washington, what a name. Well, the first article that we wanted to touch on is from NBC. It's titled, Less experienced crews and air traffic strains may be leading to near collision flight incidents, experts say. Um, So yeah, lately we've been seeing a lot of less than stellar safety incident reports being filed over like, near-miss collisions, runway incursions, and even in the sky. So a lot of kind of crazy, I don't know, like, it's literally been news after news after news after news of, like, people, like, getting real close to um, some really bad stuff happening.
1: Yeah, like emergency. It's kind of scary. Stuff. Yeah. And at first, like, I was taking all those articles with, like, a grain of salt, you know? Like, maybe they're just reporting this now because- they, they're not talking about COVID pandemic or, you know, the fights happening on board and that this is like the new thing that they're attaching themselves to. But as like more and more incidences started coming out of the near misses, I was like, okay, well maybe we should take some stock into this. There's a reason why this is happening. Um, and we've kind of spoken on the safety side of things uh pertaining to obviously the hiring boom because this kind of has to do with why these incidences might be happening um so the shortage is happening shortages shortage is happening and then now all these incidences are happening um so i'm going to read the article and i think this is from oh gosh i don't think it's from the new york times i can't remember exactly Mm. But it says, as reports of near miss in- incidents at US airports pile up early into 2023, the FAA is set to hold a summit next week to assess safety risks for travelers. FAA acting administrator Billy Nolan called the March 15th meeting last month, writing in a memo that we are experiencing the safest period in aviation history, but we cannot take this for granted. And it goes on to say, experts say near misses on runways are more common than the traveling public may realize. There's been 613 runway incursion incidents over the past six months so far, according to FAA data compared with 801 incidences between October, 2021 and March, 2022. While each incident is different, experts say there are likely some common underlying factors. So we're trying to like suss out what these common underlying uh, factors are. um, But I, I did want to touch on this um, because I'm not trying to play like the blame game. And I feel like that's a lot of what I'm seeing when I'm mentioning airlines and the incidences that they're happening is that people are attaching themselves to the airline and like, well, not my airline, like they would never do this. Girl, and-
0: sorry, I have to just <laughs> stop you right there. I've been reading some of your comments and I'm like, okay. Um, mm,
1: mm, <laughs> like, yeah.
0: uh, so I, I it's
1: don't so awkward. It is because I don't know what to say and I don't want people to feel like oh I'm just blaming an airline but like if your airline keeps popping up with these incidences or some, or they're involved like you know like maybe just take some stock into that so I just want to touch on that because I think a lot of people get really hung up on the airline And we, it's really, I don't give a shit about the airline. I give a shit about the whole overall picture and that these incidences are happening and we need to figure out why they're happening. And I really do think it has to do with the um, lots of young pilots coming up into the pipeline and a bunch of older pilots retiring, which obviously we want that to happen. And this is a good thing. This is the greatest time to be a pilot. You can get hired right away. But with that, we should also be paying attention to, the safety side of things and how that impacts safety and what things could happen. So take the airline. If you guys get hurt about the airline, we're not blaming the airline. We're just saying these are happening at these different airlines
0: at the same time. And like, it is rare for me to be, I feel like a little bit more harsh than you, but it's like at the same time, grow up. Like, yes, you can have, I can't think of the word. Like you can admire your company and Feel proud of what you've accomplished and who you work for, but at the end of the day, they're your employer. Like it's like grow up. Like if I, I just that concept is so wild to me that it's like, okay, well, just because you work for them doesn't mean I'm not gonna report or talk about things that they're doing wrong. Like that makes no sense. Like it's just such a flawed logic there and also i don't think you're hurting the airline's feelings um like we discussed in our last solo episode i really it's it's just hard when you have those kind of conversations and then you see people being so sensitive about that it's like really grow up like at the end of the day your company is the company and they really don't care about you that much they don't care about you as much as you think that they do um. Yes. Obviously, I wish they cared more. That's not to say that, like, I wish they cared more. There should be more value and respect put into how they view their employee employees, but that's just not the case. Um, with many airlines, and that's like any big business or big corporation across the board is
1: like that. Um. Yeah. If you think about it, it's like the loyalty that the employee gives versus the loyalty that the company gives it is gives not back. Cool. Yeah. yeah at equal. all. At so, all. Yeah.
0: I mean, it's just like, you know, you can love and and be, you know, proud of the fact that you work for Boeing. It doesn't on right. The fact that Boeing has done terrible things like it, that's just that, that's life anyways. Okay. I just, <laughs> I don't know. I've been watching your comment sections and that kind of, I don't know. It just annoyed me. I was like, okay, guys, really? Like, really? Like, huh?
1: Like, like the whole know. overall point of it was like the safety concerns and everyone's like, um, but like not United, but like, yeah. not, Alaska, not Alaska. I'm like, like okay. That's not the point. Bombastic side eye <laughs> right there. <like. laughs>
0: Anyways. All right. So this article goes on to say, quote, global air traffic has been picking up rapidly following the COVID-19 pandemic. And while it has not yet returned to its pre-pandemic levels, North American activity has increased by 130.2 percent year on year, year on year in 2022, according to the International Air Transport Association. Um, goes on to say, many of the increased flights are being staffed are being staffed and guided by less experienced crews. Early in the pandemic, carriers slash staff and many long-tenured aviation workers retired, leaving carriers scrambling to hire and train thousands of new employees as travel demand rebounded. Um, so yeah, again, like Maddie had kind of touched on, if you have like they they got rid of all these people that had been in their job, been doing their job, were obviously trained. And then when you come back, and like they said, a lot of those people just ended up retiring. You've got all these people that are fresh, new on the job. Of course, there's going to be mistakes are going to be had. Um, Now, I don't think like that in particular is really anyone's fault. That's just the nature of the beast that we're dealing with after the pandemic. I feel like that's probably similar amongst a lot of industries right now. So sucks, but that definitely has to be putting a strain on the whole situation right now. Huge factor.
1: Yeah, it's like- Not only just, like, new flight attendants, new first officer, new captain, new gate agent, you know? And if everybody's new, the cohesiveness is not always there. And there's, you know, things move a little bit slower because it's new. And its I don't think that it's anyone's fault. But, like, with the the growth happening and the newness, like, obviously that creates some issues. Um, And And also... they like on-time performance so everything has to move fast and the social climate as well I
0: feel like definitely is playing a lot into that like it's just airports and air travel are it's just not like a happy place right now um it's like a lot of conflict a lot of people are irritated a lot of people are mad so you have this whole social climate on top of that that like you always say the swiss cheese effect man it's just starting to starting to add your layers of cheese and um the holes
1: are lining up yep yep so i'll read the the next part of the article it says we're seeing pressures on the system said hassan shahidi president and ceo of the nonprofit flight safety foundation with experience levels not the same as they were before the pandemic because of the loss of expertise so it kind of said that um but this is kind of what we talked about when we were talking about um the, I think this was a couple months back in our solo, we're talking about the pilot shortage, um, which airline to fly for a low cost carrier, you know, and your upgrade time and moving from right seat to left seat. Um, So I think it's interesting because the one thing that I had pointed out was like, just because you, you could be an amazing pilot, you'd be a perfect pilot and you got your 1500 ATP, you go to the airline, you're sitting uh, right seat as the first officer, you move over to left seat in five months But I think most people don't have the whole airline figured out. You know, it's just like me flying right now as an intro flight. Everything is coming at me. I have a million things to think about and I'm just trying to manage all that stress. Um, Thankfully, I'm not fully in charge, but I could only see... That being like a super stressful situation, if you're brand new at the airlines and you upgrade within five months, that could be really stressful. And so I think, you know, like you said, that whole switch, switch cheats, things that you would normally pay attention to now are kind of, you're getting more laser focus and you're forgetting those things because these are types of stresses that you haven't had to deal with before. And being in charge is a major stress with the airlines. You're not only flying the plane, you're taking care of your whole crew you're coordinating everything with the ground and the gate agents and all of that and then you're managing all the people in the back so that could be there's a huge
0: mental element to that too like you know you're once you take off it's you you know what i mean it's you baby Mm -hmm. (laughs) only you (laughs) uh So I can only imagine like the amount of stress and like the mental strain that goes into that. I mean, my dad always used to say, like, if he if he ever had the chance, like whenever he would have the chance, he'd always try and say goodbye to every single person that would step off the plane. Just because I think for him, it was like, you know, for however many hours that he was in control, he was in control of all 300, 400, 200, however many lives we're on board and that is a huge that's just a huge responsibility and i think for my dad someone who is tenured and very experienced it still definitely took a toll on him in a lot of different ways so for somebody who's literally 5 months is not a long time to be at a, at a job like i think i've been at my new job for i think it's almost been 5 months and it literally feels like i just started a month ago like there's yes, I understand my job in the basic ins and outs, but there's still new things that I'm learning along the way. And that's like a very basic job. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, damn. Yeah. Um, Again, that's your, what, our third layer of cheese
1: on our Swiss cheese sandwich. Yeah, and um, imagine if you were forced into the leadership position, like you're the manager now.
0: Yeah. Of- oh, see, that's one thing months. I thought about. After we had kind of recorded that episode, when we had talked about this previously in a solo, I started to think about that. And I just applied the situation to what I do right now. And there's no way in hell. Like if you, if, if my boss came up to me right now and was like, you're now a manager, I'd quit. Like I'd <laughs> quit. Like, no, I know. Hey, I don't yeah. want to be in charge. B, I'm not ready
1: to be in charge.
0: Yeah. And, and that's
1: the thing. It's like, y- you have the choice. Like if you don't want to be in charge, you don't have to be, um, even if you were ready. That's the thing that I don't like about forced upgrades is like these people, the reason why they're staying in the right seat is a, there's a reason behind it. And some of them could upgrade. They choose not to because of their family life. Yeah. Uh, so that's like another element when we talk about forced upgrades, because I didn't even know forced upgrades were happening. Um, I kind of had heard about them, but I didn't realize until uh, I think it was AeroCrew News came out with some, I forget the airline that was doing force upgrades. It was a regional carrier, but either way, it doesn't matter. Um, and I just think that is scary. And I think it's going to happen more. Yeah. So kind of getting back on
0: to our article, just kind of want to go over some of the high profile near misses that have happened that have been in the news. So on January 13th, a Delta Airlines plane had to abort its takeoff from JFK in New York City after an American Airlines plane crossed passed in front of it. Um, on January 23rd, a United Airlines 777 jet promptly crossed the runway at Daniel K. I can't say that. The International Airport in Honolulu. Um, as a smaller single-engine cargo plane operated... So one, one plane was landing and he decided to cross the runway is what I'm reading here. Mm-hmm. And then on February 4th, a FedEx operated Boeing 767 cargo plane and a Southwest Airlines 737 nearly collided at Austin Bergstrom, Bergstrom, Bergstorm mm-hmm. International Airport in Texas. Then again, on February, in like, this is the thing, it's like, Whoa. Okay. Like, whoa, that's scary to hear about. And like, I get that. Like, yeah, apparently according to that one guy that this happens like 600 times a year or 800 times a year, but it's just, I don't know. That's such a crazy number for me to wrap my head around. Anyways, February 16th an Air, can- Air Canada flight um was cleared for takeoff in Sarah- Saraso- Saratosa, Sarasota. I can't fucking, I yeah. can't. Sarasota. Hey. Sarasota, Florida, um, on the same runway where an American Airlines 737 was also cleared to land. Okay, so on February 27th, A jet blue plane landed at Boston Logan International Airport, had to take evasive action, this is quote-unquote, evasive action to avoid hitting a Learjet charter plane that had failed to follow command from air traffic controllers. So that's one, two, three, four, five, five, right there. And there's like more than that that we haven't included. So
1: yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, because I had just posted the opinion piece the other day, and they also added the Alaska Airlines in on there. Alaska had two planes that they had a mix-up. I think it was in central load planning or something. Their numbers weren't coming back correctly. So they had two tail strikes within 15 minutes of each other on takeoff because they were overloaded, obviously. Um, So they're getting bad numbers. but So that's another incident. Those could have been huge. Um, And I think that's the big thing is like, you guys may be glossing over this, like, oh, well, nothing big happened. And I think that's what the FAA does is they're like, well, it's not, it's the safest time in aviation history. But these are all incidences that could have been disastrous. And I'm not just blaming the newness of the pilots. I also think air traffic control is probably overworked and underserved. And they are having a really hard time themselves and they're held the same standards as pilots for their medical oh, so they're, they're held to even out.
0: like even higher stand and i hate to like do this because yes everyone's experience is valid but i know air traffic controls i know people who have gone through that system air traffic controls have reached out to me about this subject if you think it's bad for pilots for air traffic controllers like multiply multiply by at least three or five like And talk about way, like, a level of stress that, like, they have, I think air traffic controllers have one of the highest suicide rates of all jobs. Like, it's kind of bonkers ridiculous what they have to deal with on an everyday basis, especially at, like, some of these larger airspaces. I mean, I have a lot of sympathy for people who have that job. Because from what I've heard, it is, like, it makes what... I hate to say that it's not a cakewalk. I mean, obviously both experiences are hard, but what I've heard and from what I understand, it is extremely, extremely difficult and not an easy job to have
1: by you know, any means. I I couldn't even imagine working at like JFK or O'Hare or Atlanta. I'd die. Like that's so much brain overload. So. Yeah, I just wanted to mention that because I think air traffic control is very strained itself, and it's not like we get to see that in the news a lot because people just want to hear about, you know, airplanes almost crashing instead. So um, I also just wanted to read this last little tidbit of the article because it's the month of March, and they were kind of mentioning some near-miss, near-collision things. So it says... March also marks the 46th anniversary of the deadliest accident in aviation history when 583 people were killed at the main airport in Tenerife, Spain, in 1977 after two planes collided on the runway. The accident prompted a series of changes that remain common practice today, like the use of standardized English phrases over communication channels and the implementation of crew resource management, a set of policies that give other crew members in the cockpit license to contradict a pilot's orders if they believe they are unsafe. So... I didn't realize that's where CRM came into place was from that um, near or it wasn't a near miss. It was actually two planes colliding on the runway. So these are the kinds of things, though, that could happen if we just keep overlooking all of these incidences. And And I know that the Billy Nolan, the acting FAA administrator, is the one who's called like an investigation on all of these incidents. So it's obviously a big issue if the FAA administrator is calling on those things to happen. And to be looked into,
0: yeah. I, I don't know. The scary thing to me, which I feel like everyone just overlooks, which is so basic, but it's like if you had two, you know, large, like passenger planes, like crash into each other and everyone on board dies. Like you're looking at over 600 lives lost. Like that is an extremely scary number of people. And yeah, whatever that guy said, 800, like I keep saying, 800. Oh, this happens like 801 times. That's way too fucking many, buddy. You should not be touting that as a number of like, oh, we are safe. It only happens, it's only happened 101 times since this time from this time, which is what? It was like a year and a half. That is not something that you just need to be touting about with. It should not be that high of a number. And that's the other thing that's wild to me is the fact that like, How is that even an acceptable number I just feel like that which obviously there are probably things that are like very basic and I know just from like being in flight school at a larger airport like shit like that happens, and you have to report it Um, that's how you keep yourself out of trouble you have to report it um but still it's like damn that is a high number that's a really high number and that should be concerning. I'm surprised mm. it's not more concerning. I'm surprised that he felt comfortable sharing that number. <laughs> but well, I guess that's just normal.
1: <laughs> I can understand, like, you're not going to be perfect. Like, there's got to be incidences like this. But it just seems like now it's happening more and more. And is it because airlines have overstacked their uh, schedules and there's too, much, too many planes coming in at one time? Is air traffic control overstressed? Or are our pilots not ready for the position that they're in so or is it all of them all happening together and and it's like this cohesive thing that's happening and these are why these incidents are happening i don't know and maybe that's why they want to have this investigation happen is because they want to get down to why these things are happening i don't know though Mm.
0: where's the brass tacks
1: um uh, all
0: right We'll move on. We're gonna talk about um the news of the new FAA administrator. So, so NYT article reads um I guess this is the title FAA nominee faulted by Republicans for short for short aviation resume. So guess he ain't got much of an aviation resume. Is what I'm. I love yeah. how I say that as if that like that's literally what the fucking sentence says, Emma. All right. Anyways, <laughs> moving on. the the um. Okay, quote, at his confirmation hearing, Philip A. Washington, the chief executive of Denver's airport, defended his qualifications to run the federal av- aviation administration. President Biden's nominee to lead the FAA, Philip A. Washington, faced criticism at his confirmation hearing on Wednesday over his lack of aviation experience, with some Republican senators casting him as an un- casting him as unqualified for the post um the nominee the nomination of mr washington the chief executive of denver international airport has been clouded with uncertainty in the senate in the senate amid questions about his experience and his entanglement in a public corruption investigation I'm sorry. I'm like, I'm this is all. So when I'm reading this stuff, y'all, just so y'all know, like I try to skim what we're going to talk about, but I do want it to be fresh because I want to give you all my hot takes. So I'm learning this as you're (laughs) hearing it right now. He was pressed on both topics at the hearing, which was held at the Senate Committee on Commerce, Science and Transportation. So, okay, so. He's got some a seedy little past he's got some conflict going on with yeah with some public corruption Uh, okay so uh, he has a public corruption investigation that should have been red flag number one but (laughs) apparently man's has almost zero aviation experience other than being the big boss at denver airport which also should be another red flag considering that airport is sussy as fucky (laughs)
1: Did you I see mean, that uh, real on him though? Like um, I think it was a Republican Senator, like just asking him basic questions about aviation, which technically I know, like you don't need to know, you don't have to be a pilot to be the FAA administrator, but it does be. help. It does help. And I, I guess like four out of the last six have not been pilots. Um, and I mean, if we look back, Dixon was a pilot, but look how shit he was. He was worse yeah. than this guy. Um, and why do we keep hiring administrators with corruption cases against them? That's my first question. Um, because Dixon had his own corruption case. Well, look at the
0: people that we fucking vote in for the president. I mean, I, I like it's so it's like it's mind blowing. And then I start, I'm sitting here and I start thinking and I'm like, hmm, hmm. Let's just take a look at like, who was the guy in Florida that like, I don't know, he's he's either like a governor or something like that. I I should know more about this before I speak on it. But make a long story short, Homeboy was elected into like a high ranking, like as a high ranking government official. And basically, like, he's lied about everything. Like, even his name is a lie um if if i'm remembering this properly and literally if somebody said his name it was all over the news like not even a month ago but I, i'm just like damn okay like I, i'm like these people can lie and get into so much trouble and get these high ranking jobs yet if i tried to get into college right now it would be really hard
1: <laughs> like got i answer like, more questions wow. than they
0: do yeah literally that's what i'm saying i'm like the amount of like qualifications in the like the proving of myself that I would have to do to do something as simple as get a few college credits would be more than what it feels like is the standard for hiring um at the our U.S. government <laughs> for yeah. for yeah our FAA administrator but like what are my two cents I do not understand why I just feel like in my opinion, and like you said, I mean, that's a great point. The fact that Dixon was a pilot and he was still equally as awful. But I just feel like if you're re- if you're gonna be the boss man of the FAA, the federal aviation administration, I really do feel like you should at least have your PPL, like bare minimum.
1: Yeah, and I think that was kind of like talked about obviously that was like the big ho-hum about him being the administrator is that he's not a pilot but then again I think like maybe having someone who is not a pilot who maybe has an outside perspective could help because obviously we had Dixon and he didn't do anything for mental health he just fucking stigmatized it even more and he's a pilot himself so that's like the hard part it's like I don't I can't say if him having aviation background would be good or not. I mean, he obviously has a transportation background, but then he's embroiled in that corruption case. so I'm like, maybe we should be moving on to somebody else. Um, it's hard to say. I because I don't he hasn't been able to do anything yet. Um, but he does have people who are backing him, so maybe there is some skill there. Uh, but I'm going to go on to read the next part of the article. It says some democratic lawmakers came to Mr. Washington's defense at the hearing. Senator Brian Schatz of Hawaii described him as a skilled and dedicated public administrator with an extensive record showing that he knows transportation. Mr. Schatz said that Mr. Washington was facing a smear campaign in quotations, waged by opponents who were trying to desperately turn every aspect of his career into a scandal. Uh, Senator John Hickenlooper, Democrat of Colorado and a former mayor of Denver, said Mr. Washington had built a reputation of coming into organizations filled with challenges and successfully transforming transforming them into successes. He's not an airline industry insider using this role as a position for the industry to be policing itself, Mr. Hickenlooper said. The challenges facing FAA are those of managing a large complex bureaucracy badly in need of modernization. And certainly in that respect, he's no novice. So- and it's true, like, we do need modernization across the board for the FAA, so if he's going to bring that, that would be awesome, but sometimes I just think it's, like, grandstanding when they oh are talking shit. <laughs> they just don't uh, want it.
0: He lost me the minute his, um, his explanation for the alleged um, whatever the hell it was, is that he's facing a smear campaign. The minute you... A smear campaign are you like okay. everybody has one yeah
1: like <laughs> um again, it's
0: like, like but now everybody's your- got
1: a pass that's my thing i'm like okay well you know nobody's perfect do we all have to be perfect to be in charge
0: i think if you have like corruption going against you and it's not quite solved yet you probably i mean yes uh innocent until proven guilty but at the same time like if you have something Pending like that it just is it's like what if he's actually found guilty for that then you like the people that voted him in looks dumb as hell like sorry i'm trying not to well, cuss yeah, so much everybody looked dumb but, when we found out about dixon yep <laughs> like i mean i don't know i'm just like i really find it it's hard for me to accept the fact that they really can't find anyone who isn't controversial or doesn't have anything like crazy going on in their past. Like, is it really that hard just to find somebody who's level-headed? I guess again, point A, our government, the entirety (laughs) of our government. So I guess that's a
1: hard ask. I, I think it is. And honestly, I I don't think he's um, acting yet. I think Billy Nolan still has the position because they're still like voting on him becoming the administrator but he's obviously the only nomination unless billy nolan wants to step in um and i don't know if he does or not so yeah interesting so i am going
0: to read another interesting tidbit about from this article about his nomination so it says Republicans have also raised another issue with Mr. Washington's nomination. They say that because federal law requires the FAA administra- administrator to be a civilian, Mr. Washington is not eligible unless Congress passes a waiver to allow him to serve given his past military service. Such a waiver would be ne- such a waiver would be would need to be approved not just by the senate but also by the republican controlled house end quote so i'm uh, that's a little confusing because i don't really know what they mean by like oh okay so like he has to be like a true just civilian like he cannot be a a military member
1: yeah so yeah because you're not a civilian if you are military and because he has that military background, which is weird because um, uh, Northrup has a military background as the federal air surgeon, but I think it's only as the acting administrator, it's required mm. that you be a civilian and don't have past military service. So if you do, you have to get a waiver signed, which the Democratic side is saying he doesn't need that waiver and the Republican side is saying yes, he does. So I think that's what's going to happen next is that they're going to have to pass this through the Senate and the House for him to become the administrator.
0: Which is so really, you know I'm strange. Like I, I'm like, what? Like of all things that would you would like need to have a waiver for, or would be something that would not allow you to be in this position? I feel like milit- like serving for your country would in my opinion be the last one i would think on that list but okay
1: (laughs) i think because I, i don't know exactly but it may be like the the power thing like when you're in the military you don't get the choice like you do whatever is asked of you um so i don't i don't really know i'm just thinking maybe the civilian side you're not as um intricately mixed with the president and his and what he wants and yeah. you say what you want that's the only thing i could think of so we'll see i but i do think it'll probably get pushed to that or they will somehow get him kicked off i don't know i don't know what's going to happen this with this but it's taken over a year like billy nolan has been the acting administrator for a year now and then if they do go through this process where they make him get confirmed by the house and senate I don't think we'll have a real administrator for another year.
0: Mm.
1: Oh, God. And so, I just don't
0: even <laughs> want to think about with the new election and like, oh, God, like, oh,
1: my God. Yeah, all the things that are coming into play, like, uh, and it's I don't know how many decisions can be made if you don't have an administrator, you know. So that's the other thing. I'm like, oh. Uh, we'll see what happens guys it's tricky Mm. all right well is that a wrap that's
0: a wrap on that (laughs) let's move to the fun questions i'm kind of brain
1: like i'm brain dead after all that i know there's a lot to think about um so now you guys know keep your heads up keep your eyes focused for near miss incidents uh You know, it's always good to be safe. And then if you like paying attention to who's in charge, definitely watch the hearings for the FAA administrator. Uh, But moving on to fun cues, Emma, do you think TikTok will get banned?
0: No, I, no, because I, they, a couple, what was it, like a year or two ago, like they said it was going to be banned and then it wasn't. I just, I just don't really see it happening. I really don't. I don't. Um, If it does, I will be getting that VPN service so I can access from a different server. Like,
1: preferably. Like
0: China? Oh,
1: (laughs) yep, yep. No, I'm going to go in from Ireland. I'm going to be Irish. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. I don't know. I have a feeling some changes will be made to TikTok for them to stay. Um, but it is going to go, I think, and be like, you know, like a case, like going to be heard at the Senate level. So,
0: which is crazy to me because if you look at like, which I get it. Yes. Like the only reason it's different is because it's China, but it's like our government and American social media. It's like, but that's the thing to me. That's what I get from that is The government's able to access anything that they want through Facebook or well now it's meta. So, you know, Facebook, Instagram, all of that, like there's so much data that they can access through what used to be social media. And now with TikTok, where everything's based in China, it's a Chinese owned app and social media. I don't think they have as much control. You know what I mean? And that's, I think, what it all boils down to.
1: Is, yeah, it's just like the chinese getting information on america Yeah,
0: like if anyone's going to be getting data from us it might as well be you know our government i think that's what it really boils down to but it's like at the same time like oh my god like it's like what do you think like oh i really could give a shit less what china like like is getting from my phone which i understand that there's like it's bigger than that but it's like ugh. Well, I think we're so far beyond that at this point. It's like we have come into such a, like, internet age that I feel like we're so far beyond. It's like to get ahead of the curve of China taking and distributing our information and our data, like, we're way too far behind, is my
1: opinion. But I was like, if they're getting enough information from TikTok on us, why are they sending over their little balloons? Balloon. Exactly. (laughs) I was like, TikTok is not serving them. No, no, Obvious. not at all. Literally, what they're <laughs> watching kids watch like,
0: I, you don't even want to see my For You page. My For You page is literally like, I would love for somebody in that meeting or whatever that thing was that they had about it. I would love for y'all to take a gander down my For You page.
1: <laughs> meeting adjourned, basically. Yes, the end. So, okay, that's our take. I could see it getting banned, but then I just don't think that it will. I think it has too much of a cultural influence in America already. And I don't know what the backlash would be like if TikTok was banned. I feel like something catastrophic might happen.
0: I don't know. It's just the amount of information. Yes, I understand. Like, there's so many. There's negatives. There's downsides to everything, especially when it comes to internet and social media. But- the amount of information that you can like learn on that app is intense. Like mm-hmm. that app has changed my life for the better. I'll give it that. I love that app. I can't lie. I fucking love TikTok. If they take it I, away, I, I'm telling you, I'm gonna be so upset.
1: I know, but then I'm what also makes me mad, I'm like, okay, we're gonna be on TikTok, but we're not gonna ban Chat GPT. Yeah. Literally, literally. But I don't know. I'm just like, the thing with TikTok
0: that upsets me about all of that is like the amount of messages that have been able to be heard through a an app like that. And that's why I feel like it's such a critical service to have is because if you have a message, I feel like you can really, really share it with so many people, unlike
1: anything that we've ever seen before. You know what I mean? Dude, the president got trolled by TikTokers. Like that says something. It really do. It really do. <laughs> Okay. all right next on. question okay yep. what's your favorite social media scandal right now um the Gwyneth Paltrow ski trial I always <laughs> been watching that and I'm like I don't even know what happened it's that or I have been following the Selena Gomez uh Haley Bieber uh Kylie Jenner Oh, so. God,
0: that whole thing. It's just yeah. so, like, so old. Like, it's like, get the hell over it. it like, world star. Like, I really honestly want to see the ladies fight. Like, <laughs> at this point, yeah. like, like you know how all the, um like, the YouTube influencer people, like, how they'll do, like, boxing matches? and They'll have, like, this yes. beef online, and then they'll do, like, these huge boxing matches. That's exactly what they should do. Oh, that'd be awesome. They'd that make so watch. much money. I mean, the publicity on that would be... Nuts, but honestly, like I know that I'm really gonna play the devil's advocate in this one, but I kind of feel bad for Haley Man. Like, oof, it's like at, at a certain level to a certain degree, it's like
1: we need to back down, okay. Like well, Selena's been co- coming out and saying, like, don't pick on her. So the only I reason she
0: know. did that is because Haley contacted her. She even said she was like, Haley contacted me. <laughs> Well, that's the thing. It's that's like, why I'm like well, at like, least she said it. She said it, but I'm like, you know, I really don't think Miss Selena is as nice and as sweet as they all crack her out to be either. I think they're both probably very ignorant, very spoiled. And I mean, yes, I understand Selena's gone through some things, and you know, everyone fucking has. Give me a break. Wow. Woo. 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 God. But- somebody Haley. get me back in the kennel man i am like i am barking today. like i am not, i know not i know this.
1: whose side amazon i will say Haley's a nepo baby and selena isn't isn't so
0: yeah so yeah. you have that mm-hmm. and i loved wizardly w- wizardly of waverly place or whatever the hell it was like i loved her on disney channel um yeah but-
1: she's got a new hulu special only Murders in the building which i did
0: watch i watched um enjoyed i mean she's she's for sure a talent and i mean it's kind of like you know what is Haley bringing to the table not a lot but hey i don't fucking like this whole touting yourself as miss holier than thou kill him with kindness like girl grow the fuck up girl bye like you know you are you are on your phone in your bed right now Dying over this, it is literally feeding your ego. You're getting so hype off of it. I just know she is. I mean, what person wouldn't?
1: She's probably loving it and whatever. Let her her live. Fan
0: base is just bonkers. Bonkers, (laughs) babs. Bonkers. But yeah, I don't know. I just honestly, I can't stand for either of it. It's like Haley, I grow, grow up. Like, get a job, figure something out. Like, you're gonna have to (laughs) figure something out. Also, stop. Posting things that make you and your husband literally look like y'all hate each other. Like, Haley, I wasn't trying. (laughs) You've seen that video, right? That's the (laughs) other thing, too. It's like, makes me feel bad for her because I don't even think Justin likes her. Like, I honestly don't even think Justin likes her. Dude, like, There's a video of her where, like, she gets out of the car and, like, the paparazzi swarms her and she's trying to get away and she, like, trips and falls and he whole ass acknowledges that she busts her ass on the concrete and he just skates boards away. (laughs) And there's been multiple times where, like, they've caught him, like, yelling at her and I'm like, that's what, like, I do feel bad for her. Like, imagine the entire universe is telling you that your husband hates you, doesn't like you, is in love with their ex-girlfriend. And also, they kind of behave that way. Your marriage True. ain't too strong either. I mean, True. like, I, it's, like, hard. I'm, like, I am a little bit, I am a softie. I feel bad for people in those kind of situations. Like, that hurts. You know what I mean? Like, Selena, yeah. like, let's be real. You got a lot going on for you right now, baby. Like, you are on a high. You got Rare Beauty, the murder mystery thing going on. Like, everyone loves her. Like, I'm taking the underdog side. Sorry. I just of am. Of
1: course you are. I don't. Feel bad for Haley. <laughs> Plus, her name is like, Haley, and most girls with the name Haley have a little evil in them. So they d- mm,
0: no, actually, no. I take that back. My one of my best childhood best friends growing up, her name was Haley, and what a gem! Like a really, gem. really sweet fucking girl. Like really, honestly, what a gem. So I have well, nothing against the Haley's, but I her do. name is spelled different. It's a different way of spelling Haley. It's not with the I. Okay,
1: so that makes her special.
0: I oh. know it just it's a different kind of Haley. like you might be onto something. Haley with the eye is the
1: mean kind of Haley, yeah, that's that's true. So okay, we had figured um, that out, okay, I last question, culture. you guys will probably think our screen time is way up high since we and I would also like to say I think your social media scandal. <laughs> you had more info than I did about the one that I'm paying attention to so I
0: know isn't that funny well I just again I love I live for pop culture like I don't know what it is but I am just I'm a junkie for it it's my one addiction I I really do love it um like if I had like
1: huh I enjoy it too I think it's entertaining
0: like I wish I could be one of those interviewer people that like interviews the people on the red carpets and stuff. Like I would love that kind of job.
1: I could see that. <sighs> okay. So last one. How much screen time is your phone telling you that you're getting a day? Um, okay. I'm gonna go. I don't really know, so I'm gonna look I know, it up in I, my phone. I
0: actually don't know.
1: I don't even know where to look that up. Oh you just screen,
0: screen time.
1: It's- Shut up. Daily average. <laughs> 38% down from last week. It just says uh, two hours, 58 minutes today already. See,
0: I mine isn't giving me a, a today. It's just giving me a daily oh. average. And it says four hours, 21% down from last week. But it says, it does show me the okay. days that I'm most active. And it's like Saturday is almost at 10 hours. <laughs> Oh, and then Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday are all zero.
1: Oh my gosh. So you're a weekend warrior.
0: Okay, no, no, no. Today, my screen hour time has been two hours and 37 minutes.
1: Oh, so am I beating you for today? Because I'm. But it says 51.
0: productivity and finance. I've spent an hour.
1: Yeah, because we're productivity. on productivity.
0: <laughs> um, social Internet. media, one hour, 24 minutes. And the entertainment,
1: four minutes. Okay. I have productivity and finance, an hour and 55, social, 43 minutes, and creativity, 20 seconds. 20 <laughs> I don't know where seconds. they got the tw- the 20 seconds from.
0: Yeah, I, I did just see this little breakdown. This is interesting because this is, they fool you. They make you feel really bad, but I'm going to break this down for y'all. Like most used. Today was my notes. It says an hour and six minutes. That's obviously how long we've been in our notes for. Messages, Mm -hmm. one hour and one minute. Because I had my messaging. I had my text open. So I was communicating with people. TikTok is only 23 minutes. I only spent 23 minutes on TikTok. Take that, U.S. government. That's a lot
1: of videos, though. Uh... 23
0: minutes is a really short time to scroll TikTok, I think, in my opinion. Eight minutes
1: for TikTok
0: today. What's your Instagram?
1: 11. Uh, only 11 minutes? Yeah. Well, so far, because like literally just started my morning.
0: I, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. Okay. So let's be fair. Maddie is three hours behind me. So it's the morning for her. It's, she's not, it's catch not a up. thing. Yeah. <laughs> she got to catch up.
1: I'm but what's your person. average? It should tell you like go to week at the top. And then it says screen time daily average. Daily
0: average four hours and 58 minutes. Why didn't they just round up to five?
1: Mine's two fifty two hours fifty-eight minutes. That's crazy. I know. But
0: I in my defense, it says that I'm spending the most time that I spend on my phone is on fucking anchor. <laughs> okay. Well, then I don't so think. I don't understand why that like. See, that's the thing. It's like, give me the benefit iPhone like that is for sure productivity not yes. entertainment
1: one of my just had to get a sip of coffee Mm-mm. i'm looking at most used and one of mine's cafe astrology oh of course it would be
0: <laughs> that is hilarious i'm dying my mm. another one of my most used is door dash
1: of course it is
0: one of my least used Instagram, <laughs> I hate that don't app. Say, I hate Instagram. Hate Instagram. Like, oh, loathe, loathe entirely Instagram.
1: Well, okay. Well, too much. So.
0: <sighs> Speaking of things I loathe, I have to be in work at work in an hour, so. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to wrap this up. Um, yes. I need to stop singing. I've noticed I've been doing that. And I'm like, knock it the fuck off. Like, I've gotten to the point where I'm feeling a little too comfortable on the recording.
1: You're like, a little too comfortable. To
0: yeah. And see, I hate when she starts singing. I'm like, shut up. When she does her. Question. <laughs> Question. Of the week. I'm like, okay, girl. <clears throat> i literally i hit the 15 seconds forward button every single time because it's
1: always the perfect amount of time that's how long she goes for yes damn because then
0: she'll she'll say it and then she'll be like (laughs) yeah i don't i don't want to even get into that that's not my jam i'll sing a little bit i'll give you a little bop or two but
1: i I ain't doing all that
0: (laughs) all right yeah, that's it. That's it for this week. Um, I hope you enjoyed this much. This, this okay. <laughs> okay. What is it about the end of the episode? I literally start like it's like a it's like a um when you when you put your put the CD in the in the Walkman thingy and it's like one of your CDs that's all fricked up. So it just starts going, it'll sing you a little bit of the song, but then it's like zzz z- z- yeah, glitching. <laughs> I miss my little DVD player. Would you be loved by Maroon Five? Oh, God, On repeat, I probably burned a hole into that one specific ring on that CD. Anyways, that's it for this week. Um, oh, wait. We are gonna be at Sun and Fun when you hear this episode, which will be, Wednesday night, um, just so you all are aware, we are going to be at Sun and Fun Friday and Saturday this yep. coming weekend. If you are going to be there, please let us know. We would love to connect with any of y'all. Same thing as last year. We're going to roll up a bunch of stickers, little postcards, um, and we'd love to just meet some of you. I know I had posted something on Instagram and I saw a couple of you are going. So yeah, if you're listening and you will be there, we would love... To connect with you. Yes we would. Anyways. um, Again if you guys don't mind. Rate, review and subscribe to the show. Does help us out a lot. And if you leave us a review. On Apple Podcast. We will send you a sticker. And a postcard. So there's a little incentive there for you. Um, Anything helps. Even if you just want to hit that little. Five star. Give us a five star. All right. Yeah, that's it. That's all I can think of. So that is it for this week. We will see you all next week. Everyone who is going to Sun and Fun, have fun. Be safe. We'll see you there. And until next week, keep the blue side up and the brown side down. Bye, y'all.